Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all faring well and welcome to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish, and so thrilled for you to join us on the Voice America Network to cultivate a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. Now, there are many who are searching for meaning and purpose in their lives. Those who want to make a difference and leave a legacy as their footprint on humanity. A profound quote by Shannon Adler, carry your name on hearts, not tombstones. A legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. Another favorite quote that I have, the great use of life is to spend it for something that will outlast it. And that is by William James. And a final quote by Peter Stropple. Legacy is not leaving something for people. It's leaving something in people. And our guest today is Susie Briscoe, the life change specialist, award-winning best-selling author, founder and chair of Acer Coaching Inter- Associates International, and a true legacy mentor, designing a business that you love around the life you want is one of the pillars on which she mentors and stands. And on that note, I welcome Susie Briscoe to our show. Welcome, Susie. Well, Jean, what a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. And I love that last quote that you gave. Really super. Oh, yes. They all fit what you're about, leaving the legacy and being a legacy mentor. Well, that's kind. I I want to say that, uh, Susie, we go back quite a ways as co-authors, authentic messengers in the book Life Sparks, stories that illuminate, inspire, and ignite. And I had the pleasure to meet you at the Epi Awards Extravaganza in Manzanillo, Mexico. And I attended your outstanding influential workshop where you shared your work, your legacy, and how you help others define (laughs) their. So Susie, what got you interested in legacy work? It's such a good question. Um, I I think I really just fell into it, if that doesn't sound too strange. As we walk through every day of our life, we're all doing something. And I was just breezing along through my life. And I suddenly realized that without noticing it, I had actually been doing an awful lot of charity work uh, for, well, since the age of about 25, um, Mm -hmm. prior to that at school. But then when I started doing coaching, I had a change of perspective and learned a lot more about self-development and had a great deal of personal growth. And I think that made me realize that my legacy was actually the work that I'd been doing. Mm, that is fantastic. I was uh, posting a quote, a quote on my Facebook page today, and it really highlighted that uh, we sometimes we have a life that's planned, and then all of a sudden you take a turn and it changes. And I know that because it happened to me. <laughs> so, oh, yes. uh, uh, you know, as you indicated, you, you, you kind of follow that passion and it leads you down a different path. How do you really define legacy? Well, it's, again, it's all things to all people. Mm -hmm. Lots of people historically have thought of legacy as something that you leave behind you after you die. And I agree with that to an extent. But I don't just believe that it is money that you've squirreled away and you're leaving in your estate for a solicitor to divide up on your behalf. Yes. X amount going to a nephew and Z amount going to a charity and then the son and heir gets the rest. I don't know. It, to me, it's how you live your life. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's how you're going to be remembered, really. 
not by a stone epitaph or a, a library building or not knocking libraries, but, you know, they're good places. But it, it's when I think back to my grandparents, it's the naughty little tricks and things that I can remember about them teasing me. And and uh, and one of the tricks that, well, it wasn't a trick. My grandmother, Gracie, was so naughty. She <laughs> had everything absolutely tucked up nicely. She'd lost her husband after World War One, and she had remarried, but she did have four children, and she gained three stepchildren. Mm. <laughs> and if she wanted anything done, she would gently let them know that she wanted it done. And then the next time that anybody went around to visit her, all the tools would be laid out on the kitchen table just waiting. Mm, and so she didn't take anything to, to chance. But when my cousin and I, John and I, were there as, I don't know, naughty little four-year-olds, shall we say, three-year-olds, mm -hmm. um, we did something to irritate her and she made us cut the grass her little segment of grass in her London home with manicure scissors. Did you hit with manicure scissors? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and you did it? You actually did it? <laughs> when Grandma Gracie said you didn't ask how high, you just jumped. <laughs> well, what was it about her that really inspired you? Obviously, she was quite a, a disciplinarian and she really meant business. What was it about her that really you know, touch you? Well, she, as I said, she lost her first husband as a result of World War One, And having four children as a woman on your own in those days must have been incredibly difficult. Yes. Then yes. she met and remarried and gained another three children, um, stepchildren. Mm -hmm. So that brought her total to seven. Wow, that's nine I mean, at the end of her days, she couldn't cook for one person. She could only cook for, for 10 or 11 people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Give her a meal for two, and she didn't know where to begin. <laughs> wow, the day in the life of must have been amazing. And that's such an amazing story, you know, regarding just how she lived her life and those who she served on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, actually. Tell me this, yeah. how, do you, how do you help other people live out their legacy? Do you have any, like maybe a story or so to share uh, how you help as a legacy mentor? Well, I do have a quote. Is it too early in the show to give you no, a quote? No, 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 you, you were flowing. <laughs> okay. So what I'd like to do is read you my favorite quote, okay. and it's from A Course of Miracles, and it's written by Marianne Williamson, Marianne Deborah Williamson. And when I first heard it, it really spoke to me because I think that I've, I was very shy as a small child, and my father actually decided I needed to be brought out of myself. So I had riding lessons, horseback riding and skating lessons and all sorts of different dancing lessons and things. Mm. And I think he probably regretted it, but you know, <laughs> I did come up to myself a little bit. But it it was really the the shyness hangs over, even though as an adult you get to um, cover it better. But I think this quote, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure wow. is really quite something. So I'll, I'll begin. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Mm. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. 
And I just thought that was such a beautiful way of encapsulating everything around light and dark and fear and how you try and hide yourself away, perhaps for the wrong reason. And that, it, it spoke to me anyway. That is so powerful. I mean, I that, so. that, that really sets the tone because what happens, we do play small because of fear, because of what others say, or maybe, and we'll talk about this whole concept of worthiness uh, uh, that really, you know, infiltrates our whole being. So uh, that's a profound quote to, to really, I guess, move us away from this fear and move us into shining our love light and not playing small. That is absolutely amazing. You know, many people wait towards their senior years of their life to think about legacy. Uh, is it a particular stage of your life to consider? How, how do you look at that? Well, I, I'm not saying well. I keep on saying well. I've got my okay. cat that come to join me, and she, he's looking at me. Mysterious. <laughs> so, I love that. Uh, yeah, he's cute. Um, I started thinking about legacy. I'd already started coaching and I'd started putting, I didn't need a CV after I was married because I didn't work. I had my child, my wonderful Lara, and then uh, my husband didn't want me to work. So I worked in charity work and, and looked after the family, which I loved. Absolutely. Yeah. No problem for me whatsoever. But what I didn't want to do was waste my time, even then, back as a 25, 26 year old. And I started keeping life notes, which is like a CV, except I didn't need a CV. So that meant mm. that I didn't, I didn't lay it out as a CV. I just kept year on year notes of what I'd been doing, you know, so that I knew I hadn't wasted that year. What had I done that year? Oh, yes. Well, I've done X and Y and Z. Right. That's good. And, and on to the next. And I was always looking forward to what else I could do and how else I could contribute and you know, that sort of things. And I think when I started the coaching and mentoring work, I then realized that legacy came into it and my life notes played such an important part of it. So I don't know what answers your question. No, that is that's absolutely beautiful because you it seems like you were really setting the tone for what you do now <laughs> by it, tracking yeah. your life and you know it's so much lost in people's lives when they're not really keeping in touch with what am I doing? You know, how am I feeling? What's my passion today? And you've turned this into something powerful and wonderful uh, to help others do the same. Well, you know, it's, um, it's because I've kept such a good track. I could almost tell you how many times I sneezed in 1994. My life notes, you know how a CV is only supposed to be about a page, two pages kind of thing. Yes. Well, my, my life notes go to about 14 pages now because I'm as senior as I am. Uh, people, if, if I show any friends, they say, my goodness, this is ridiculous. You couldn't possibly use that. I said, I don't need to use it. It's just personal, you know, to me so that I know I've been working and not wasting you know, I, I love that because I myself, I always keep journals and I've kept them all through the years. And when I look back, I mean, I've kept them when I'm, I was down and when I was in joy and, you know, it's like going through daily experiences of my life. And I could go back and look through those journals and track my progress. And yeah. sometimes when I'm you know, not doing anything, I'll go back and look at those journals and say, wow, you know, you, you really yeah, pulled through. <laughs> You pulled through. You really did it, you know. Yeah. I look back and I don't know how I did it. Sometimes I think that can't have been me. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, it shows how much that we grow and how much we learn and how much we use our experiences to make a difference, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of others. And so often we're not really aware of how we're affecting people. Wouldn't you agree? That is so true. I had such a shock when 
um, one of Lara's friends said to me that as a child, she had come to regard me as a second home, a second mother to her because her parents were always very busy and, um, and how much I had affected her and inspired her. Mm. And it stopped me dead in my tracks because that's something you don't think of. You just get on and do. You, you, you're so being true. rather than concentrating on how you're being. You're just being. So, you know. <laughs> as, as you say, it's natural. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it's really natural and it becomes really who you are and you're affecting people and you're making a difference, but you're not really concentrating on who you are or what you're doing you're just being and by being you're really making an impact that is a an amazing example of uh, sharing that personal story about Laura and her friends and she's quite a, a jewel uh, I, I met her in Manzanillo and I just love her she's just wonderful she's gorgeous she'll be embarrassed when she hears this <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I have to say it she is just an absolutely gorgeous person well, I think we're coming up on a commercial break, uh, so don't go away. We'll be right back for more from Susie Briscoe, Loving to Live Your Legacy, the Life Change Specialist, Chair of Acer Coaching International, the Legacy Mentor. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And with me is guest, Susie Briscoe, Loving to Live Your Legacy. Susie, that was so profound, all those points that you brought up about your personal life and, you know, how others in your life made a difference and inspired you. You know, I, I think about this quote uh, yes. by uh, Joseph uh, Campbell, follow your bliss. And, you know, people are searching for their passion and purpose. And I think really now, since uh, uh, people have kind of stopped, they're really looking at, well, what's what, what what am I really about? Do I really like this job? How can I be more creative? What would you recommend for those searching for that purpose and passion and meaning? It's interesting at the moment because people it is such a unique situation across the entire world because we're all in lockdown thanks to the COVID virus. Yes. Um, so a lot of people may not have jobs at the end of this lockdown. Businesses mm -hmm. might be going to the wall. So yes. it really is a time to assess oneself. And I've been encouraging my peeps to do a life audit, to just take note of what they've done in their lives and I mean, in a, in, a, in a small way, because obviously when you're doing year on year life notes, you, you mm -hmm. track everything. But yeah. if you can possibly think back and fill in the gaps in between the CV that you have, if you're working, 
um, and look at what you were doing and why you were doing it, what made you want to do that, and really check in with who you are as a person. Um, check your beliefs, the beliefs that you're given as a child to keep you safe and the teachers who ring the school bell and we have to jump because the bell means we've got to go into lessons or got to go to lunch break or whatever. Everything is programmed to keep us safe and to keep us on the right track. And then as adults, it's very easy to lose track, to be not as... Um, I mean, for example, in this in this time, if people aren't going into work, how many of them are actually bothering to get up in the morning? Yeah, that's you true. It's such valuable time, right? I mean, absolutely <laughs> to do but, something with that time. But go ahead. So, what I'm encouraging people to do is to use this time to think about their their beliefs and their values. Yeah. And then start planning some goals as to what they could do from here onwards. And I think a lot of fear may be coming into play at the moment. Will I survive? Will I get COVID virus? Will my family, will my elderlies fall foul of it? Will I still have a job? All of this worry and fear. And I think this is the moment that we really need, need to dig deep into ourselves and discover the inner person that the strength that we know is there but we haven't actually called on necessarily i know that i found it when when my father died i had to dig really deep because i had to stay strong for my mother yes 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 so you know i know go ahead well it's just an observation and maybe will be helpful to people if they do take a life audit. And it's not just about the jobs that you've had. It's about the courses that you've taken. If you've, you know, not just educational ones, but anything else that you've done, a music course, an art course, anything that's taken your interest. And then discovering your values is asking yourself, well, why did I want to do that? Yes. What do I most enjoy in life? Yes. And then who do I enjoy doing it with? Yes. And why do I enjoy doing it with them? And what's the purpose? And keep on asking why, why, why. I've had clients actually begging me for stop, please stop. Because <laughs> we but get you, to but, the point where they can't answer anymore. They don't have any answers left. But, you know, sometimes, and of course, the, the important point you made, the fear keeps us distracted. But if we can you know, look at the opposite of that and turn it around and go deep inside and look at the the positive things that we can accomplish during this time, it will really make a difference. And, you know, sometimes in terms of asking those why questions, I think sometimes people might not want to go to those places of pain or discomfort, but sometimes it's necessary to find your way out of the labyrinth, you know. (laughs) Very true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And until I don't actually think we know how strong we are until Mm -hmm. we've been tested. Yes, yes, that's powerful. That is so powerful. Well, that brings me to this point. How does self-love and self-worth impact building a legacy? Because some people think, well, hey, I'm not worthy of a legacy. That's for someone famous or someone who got resources, and that's just not for me. So here we go with self-love and self-worth, which is a common theme on my show here. So tell us, how can we move past that, build courage and confidence? Well, the first words that come to mind are with difficulty, but that's not yeah, what you want to hear. Well, of course. <laughs> There's no, get, no pain, no gain, as exactly, they say. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> some, of my, some of the most awful things that have happened to me in life have actually, even though I hated them in the moment and felt great grief and pain from them, they have been the biggest teaching apparatus in my life. I mean, we lost our home. Uh, my husband was was a wealthy stockbroker and something went wrong. He, he diverted into um, property when the property market was very high and he was thinking that his situation in the stock exchange might not last mm. in the way it was. So hence the 
you know, alteration, the change of tack. And of course, we bought at the top end of the market and the market crashed. Oh we, we lost everything. But awful as that was, I would not have been doing the work that I'm now doing, working with clients, coaching and mentoring them in life coaching as well as legacy coaching. I like to believe that it all flows into one, the life, the business and the legacy. If we do it right, it all follows its own pathway. And for me, um, my learning, my greatest learning has come out of the trials and tribulations of life. I agree with you 100% because I have gone through that too, trials and tribulations, but they were the best gifts. You know, it wasn't fun during that time, but it's like, okay, I have to see my way clear. I have to, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, you have to follow that inner guidance and have that inner strength to move forward. And the support of others who, you know, really can, who you trust and, and, and who support you. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes, but do you know, I don't know about you, but I needed time to regroup, to sort of lick my wounds a little bit. Yes. (laughs) People actually don't recognize when, taking my example, we lost our home. So the fact that we moved out of the home, people automatically believed that the problem was solved. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. It's only just beginning because yes. you've lost the home where you had all your furniture and all your lovely things. Yes. And you're now not quite out on the street, but you, we sofa surfed for about three or four months until we found the house. A friend helped us to get the house and we rented from them, which was wonderful of them, full of deep gratitude to them about that. But it's still. People believe that once it's over, it's over. But of course, it lingers. It's such a trauma that you have to come to terms with. And there's only one way that you can, and that's by going through it. You can't just tiptoe around the edges. You have to go straight through the middle and (laughs) touch the fire. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And the self-love and self-worth, I think going inside, we have to find that love within and like you say, really kind of lick our own wounds and move forward and have that time to connect with our inner self to reclaim Jean. the power within. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Jean, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. That's all I could think of. Yeah, I know. I know. I've lost my home. I don't, I don't have any money. I mean, how? And I've been through that. You know, I was homeless for a while after I sold my house and thought I was going to get another house. And then the, the company said no. And I and here I was homeless. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> when I started doing my charity work, it came about because I was um, having miscarriages. I had Lara. And then I had 10 miscarriages after my that. Goodness, goodness. So I was put in touch with, well, my neighbor who was also having problems at the time. And she introduced me to a charity that she had discovered called Action Medical Research. Mm-hmm. And they were the people that um, funded the research for the polio virus, which has gone around the world, which is fantastic, wonderful, and also rubella. Now, the reason that they founded the charity in the first place was because the founder's daughter actually had polio. And so, Mm -hmm. position being a doctor, with his colleagues, he was in a position to sit down and work out what they could do to, to make a cure. And that's how the charity started up. So, you know, for me, my charity work fell, serious charity work um, came about because of my own life experience. But what I was going to tell you was in one of the sessions I had with the therapist after I'd lost my 11th child and was feeling incredibly down and low and miserable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. I didn't do pity parties, but, you know, and um, she said, what are you going to do in the next 10 minutes? I said, well, I don't know. So she said, right, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to lift the telephone and you're going to, she was on the phone with me at the time. She said, you're going to book a massage. And my instant thought was, I can't do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is she thinking? Yes. 
<laughs> feeling like this. And, no, 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 I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. So, well, in fact, I didn't actually do that, but it set an idea, a little seed in the back of my mind that maybe I, you know, maybe I should start looking at things like that and, and loving me a little bit more. Wow, that's profound because it's really uh, the self-care piece has a lot to do with self-love and self-worth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's how it shows up in different people. Yes, 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 yes. So she was encouraging the self-care aspect because she after all right. those miscarriages, I can imagine. I mean, I can't really get into that space to see. To, but but just the empathy uh, regarding what you went through, it must have been really devastating. But she's helping you climb out of that hole, right? <laughs> climb yeah. out of the rabbit hole and look at self care. My my gynecologist had a completely different approach. Um, he he said that we shouldn't. He said, now this is enough, enough now. We're not going to play this game anymore. (laughs) Not to get pregnant again. And I said, oh, well, this is a a completely different thing then. Um, Well, it'll have to be me that has a procedure done because my husband is still young enough that he could marry somebody else. If something happened to me, he could remarry and Mm -hmm. want to start another family. Yes, yes. I naive or I don't know what <laughs> too loving by sure <laughs> by heart but but I, but, think, but I think that self-worth you look at how it you know it, it takes you down a different road if you have some type of personal tragedy or whatever it's somehow if you linger with that it just takes you down that road of self-worth and you start looking at well what if what if this happens what well you know maybe I'm not worthy you know I've lost my babies I you know maybe he doesn't think you know much of me now because of that or you know all kinds of crazy kinds of things, things just go yeah. through your mind <laughs> my gynecologist said no no we've come a long way with male interventions we can we could do lots of things you don't need to worry about that so I said well you know he might meet somebody in da da so he said well if I were you I wouldn't find yourself standing too close to a curb if I were you because <laughs> you might find yourself being therapist I'm working with psychotherapist is telling me go get yourself a massage and the gynecologist being the male side of things is saying oh don't stand too close to the curb you might find yourself <laughs> oh my goodness what humor but sometimes it takes that to move us forward what what are some practical tools that can help people begin to you know look at their legacy and I know we're going to be going into a commercial break shortly and maybe you can name a few and then we'll talk about them in detail uh, once we're up on a break okay I can think I'll try and think quickly mm-hmm. um, think if you Discover your values. You need to know yourself. That is the most important thing that any of us can do in order to serve ourselves. Because we have to serve ourselves before we can help other people. We have to be healthy and full and complete individuals. It's like in the aeroplane, if something goes wrong, they always say, put your own oxygen mask on, even if you've got a small child. Put yes. your first because you can't help anyone else without it so I think knowing yourself is the most important part of that discovering your values and understanding your reason why and then the why behind the why wow that is powerful I I can't wait till we come back from commercial break to hear more about uh, those tools because I think I I was going through your work and I think things that you shared at the Epi Awards the vision board as planners your your story your life as a tool to help us stand forward move forward and step into manifesting our best life let's just For now, take a quick commercial break and don't go away. We'll be right back with more on Loving to Live Your Legacy with Susie Briscoe. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. If you're just joining us, we're with guest Susie Briscoe, loving to live your legacy, the life change specialist legacy mentor. She will show us the way on how to build our legacy. And I, I just love our conversation uh, and all those things that you brought up, your personal experiences. And one of the most important things about valuing ourselves and knowing ourselves. And I, uh, you're, you have some tools, some interesting tools, the vision board. And I know a lot of people are aware of the vision board as planners and uh, things that you talked about at a workshop in Manzanillo at the Epi Awards. Your life, your story, your life as a way to step towards the manifestation of your best life. Shed some light on this so we can start using these practical tools. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was at... um I was at a conference and it was actually in London this time, but the chap who was speaking was a global um, entrepreneur. He, he was from the States and he was talking about vision boards. And this is going back to 2007, I think, a long, long time ago. And I never heard of a vision board before, a bit backward over here, you know. So <laughs> I thought, wow, that sounds exciting. But his own personal story actually stopped me in my tracks because as he became more and more successful, so they kept moving house, he and his family. And it got to the stage where he was so busy building the business that they wanted to move house And he said to his wife, well, you go and look. I haven't got the time to come with you. I leave it to you. If you want it, get it. Wow. I mean, can Mm. you imagine (laughs) having that kind of background money and all the rest of it to just go forth and say, right, just if you fancy it, go get it. You can make it happen, right? (laughs) Yeah. So this is what happened. She did. And they were moving in. And he was down in the garage his new property unpacking some boxes and lo and behold out came one of his vision boards and he looked at it and he nearly had a well if I say a coronary that's that's not being fair (laughs) but you know he could not believe his eyes because there on the vision board was the picture that he'd put on many years ago of the house that he had actually just purchased that's amazing isn't it? That's amazing. I, mean, I got chills when he was telling oh me. It was goodness. like, oh, my God. Yes, exactly. Just so amazing. So that made me stop and consider. And I then thought, well, there's got to be something in this. So I started creating vision boards and I put together a little toolkit for how, I mean, you can buy magnetic boards 
I think you've probably seen them in shops. Oh, I've, I've had my own vision boards. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the one that I bought myself wasn't really big enough. I needed to, to get a much bigger one, which I did. But I had magnets to start with, and it was so fascinating cutting things out that interested me or amused mm-hmm. me. And I think that in itself frees the mind from anything that you're constricted with as current. Yeah. Because you think at things that you like and possibilities. And once you open the door for possibilities, then your mind can flow in a very different way. The, not the constrictions of everyday life, the grind of an everyday life, getting up, going to work, coming home, getting up, going home. You know, it, it, it's so much more to let your imagination free flow. Mm, yes. And then there was another tool that I've put together, and that was um, your story, your brand. Well, I'm at the moment, I'm developing it into something that will also be your story, your brand, your legacy, so that it encompasses not just business. And it works with people who are setting up their own, perhaps the first time they're running their own startup business. And they're looking for how they want to present themselves to the world. And it's literally your life story. You need to own your life story and be able to interpret it freely, truthfully, so that it's authentic. People always know. If you, I mean, if somebody is spinning you a yarn, you, you can hear it in their yes, voice. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know. Car salesman time comes. Oh, sorry, car salesman's out there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Um, So, you you know, people like to have authenticity. So if you're going through your own life story and you're picking out of it things that you want to interpret within your new business structure, a mission statement, something that you hold dear to yourself, um, anything like that anything that you can look to and say that is the core of who I am and then build on from there because that then becomes the brand you're giving it depth by the fact that you're putting your own authenticity and ethics into it and then you build the brand up from that raw beginning that is fantastic. Could you just tell us a little bit about your coaching, your, your Acer Coaching International and how you help people? Oh, I was very, very fortunate there. When I first um, qualified, I, I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, and I'm a supervisor of other professional coaches. So I've got all of those qualifications. And uh, when the college was in its flow. It, the college that I trained at and worked with decided to put on a health seminar in London. And as a result of that, we had reporters coming to see, you know, wanting to see what we were up to and what we were doing and how coaching could impact it. And because my doctor had the foresight to recognize coaching, this is, you know, a sleepy village in in the countryside in England. And she said, oh, yes, we've got some army people down the road here. And I think it would be very helpful for them. People who've come back from Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, places. So um, I was working with her through that. And um, because of that, I was one of the coaches that was invited to be interviewed by the press. So I was interviewed by a national um, newspaper broadsheet, uh, the the Daily Telegraph. And then as a result of that, I got into the Daily Mail and also into the supplement. And then I was into Psychologist magazine. They all interviewed and that opened the door for me mm-hmm. and then I was headhunted by um, Nightingale Conant. Now, hopefully your guys will know about them because it's it was the daddy of all the personal development companies. It started out in 1960, I believe, by Earl Nightingale and Vic Conant. Vic oh, is still yes. Mm-hmm. 
And they headhunted me. I could not believe it. I mean, wow. What an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. So, um, and then from that, I got also headhunted by um, Brian Tracy. So, those two very big names helped me considerably. And to start with, I was coaching lots of people on different things, mostly business. Uh, Some of it, you can't really separate business from personal because if a chap's having a hard time at home, it will impact his business life and vice versa. Yes. Um, And so many men that I've worked with, for example, have been working hard because they wanted to keep the family together and give it all that, you know, give it everything that they they possibly could, private education for the children, um, everything that they could possibly have, he wanted to lavish on them. But then, you know, the wife isn't seeing him because he's working so hard. So maybe she gets bored, but whatever, the friction comes and that it's no longer a good working relationship in the marriage. Something has to give. So, you know, you can get divorces coming up from that either way, you know, husband, wife, wife, husband, it doesn't matter. Um, And so I started to realize that just because you're working hard, the person that you're partnering in life doesn't automatically understand the reasons behind what you're doing it for. So the impact on life and life and home life and business life all meshes together. Yes. Whether that was coherent, I hope it was. Yes, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, So I started to really start thinking along those lines. And then I recognized that values, values are really the key to all of it. Because without your values, without understanding where your values are, it's very, very difficult to understand why you're getting upset. For example, if somebody treads on my toe, I say, ow, it hurts, right? Yes. But if somebody treads on one of my values and I don't know what my values are, I'm going to feel scratchy about it because I feel hurt, but I don't understand why. So by getting to to know your values inside out, is loyalty one of your key values? Um, betrayal is the opposite of that. If you feel betrayed, then is somebody betraying you is going to step on that toe very hard. Um, do you, am I explaining myself? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love that. You know, knowing ourselves, knowing our values and, and this good example about loyalty. Uh, yeah. Because that's something well, to value. Absolutely. And trust, trust comes mm-hmm. up into mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. also, I mean, I had one wonderful client who said that he, he wanted to be coached because he felt he still had some music inside of him yet to be played. Now, he wasn't a musician. He was a senior uh, psychiatrist, consultant psychiatrist. So, you know, it, it, you can't say that it doesn't happen to lots of people. Many people think that they want to discover new ways of living their lives. Yes. Without, we, we'd spent a lot of time on his values, and one of his main values was awe and wonder. And mm-hmm. we would never have discovered that if we hadn't gone into a deep values elicitation. Oh, great. That is, that's, that's just wonderful. Susie, tell us about your upcoming book and how people can reach you. Uh, and I think you have a giveaway. Oh, I do. Let me give you that first. Um, I'm so grateful for being on your show, Jean. It, it really has oh, been an honor. It's to my be. honor. <laughs> and um, I thought it might be interesting for your people listening to have a download as a gift from me and it's actually the download that I gave at the IPI Awards in in January was it no February so the download URL is https colon forward stroke forward stroke tinyurl.com forward and then capitals e I-P-P-Y, and then gift, all one word. Everything rolls in together. 
Okay. And if people want to contact you, what, where, how should they reach you? They can reach me through Facebook. Um, I've got a group. I'd love them to join my group. Uh, it's Mentoring for Legacy. But just reaching out to me on my Facebook page, facebook.com Susie Briscoe, or uh, Mentoring, Susie Briscoe Mentoring. That's another way to get hold of me. I'm on LinkedIn. Same thing, Susie Briscoe. It's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Susie Briscoe. Um, so I, I would just love them to. And I've got a book. It, the, the book that I'm giving you the workout, the, the workout, the workshop, mm -hmm. it's a workbook from my books. And it's going to be published in August. We've actually got it tied up now. Uh, Vicky, who we met, who we were with in February, I've known her for okay. absolute ages mm -hmm. and uh, years, since 2010 probably. And uh, she's published me before and we've been together in co-authorships. And uh, the book is called Ascension to Legacy. And that will be published in August. But in the meantime, I've got Color Your Legacy, which is the book that is currently available on Amazon. Okay, well... Thank you, Susie, for joining us. So connect with Susie on her Facebook page and also uh, learn more about uh, her, her coaching uh, uh, legacy and all that she does to make a difference in the world and help others. Thank you for joining us and showing our listeners how to naturally walk into their legacy and using our those valuable tools. Thank you so much for joining us. Namaste. And thank you so much. Goodbye to all your listeners. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And tune in next week for Parenting with Peace, Peace with our guest, Karen Gibson. Keep your love light reflection journal with introspections about our show. And you can share them with me, jeanfarrisjourney.com. Uh, uh, and on my blog page, I have upcoming uh, love light exercises for the week. Much gratitude to our Voice America team for shining their love light around the world. And remember that an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.